WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System. And today... I'm here once again with my boss, Mary Vermillion. Hi, Neil. Hi, how are you doing? Really good. Welcome back. You just came back from a trip. I just took 10 days and drove 3,000 miles. Oh, man. And stopped at, I stopped at several libraries, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, in Boise and Bend and Colorado, um, so Bo- out, Boulder. So you're being alphabetical as Bend, Boise, Colorado. Bend, Colorado. <laughs> Bend. Boise, Colorado, and then um, the uh, most amazing library of all was in Missoula. Missoula has just built a four-story library building um, with with a coffee shop, which was one of the highlights. Bonus, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you shared the link with me, and um, I know you'll put it in the show notes, and people should check it out because it really is a phenomenal library. So. Congratulations to our library friends in Missoula for their beautiful new building, which opened just recently, right? It opened. It had its grand opening a week before I arrived. Oh, yeah. Um, that's very recent. And they're, they're, they're sharing, um, they're working in, in cahoots with um, the University of Montana in Missoula. Mm-hmm. So they're sharing space there, mm. um, which allows them to have a lot of extras that you wouldn't expect to see in a in a regular library that's yeah. just supported by by the city or by the um county or or right. so amazing amazing things that you can do in a library yeah. if you if you've got the resources yeah and a great thing to do on a trip right you know as you're going around um i do that i know you do too mm-hmm. you know you stop and you visit the library where in the communities you're visiting or a great independent bookstore it's a great thing to kind of weave into your into your travels yeah and and we got to look around and one of the great thing one of the great things about the missoula library there are four floors one floor the second floor is dedicated to children Mm. so it's rambunctious and you know a little loud a little rowdy which which might be uh harder to harder to deal with if if it was all on one floor but the kids get to explore things. There's a lot of hands-on activities there. Yeah, and you were traveling with your partner, who's a teacher. She probably really loved oh, that. Oh, she loved it. We yeah. spent we spent five hours there. Oh. <laughs> we got we got an insider's tour because yeah. b- being a, 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 a library staff, um, I mentioned that to to one of the people who was working there, and and she it opened the door. She graciously huh? yeah. let us inside. Nice. That's great. Um, I think, and I'm going to have to double check before I post this, but I believe all the, um, it's the central place for the state of, of Montana. Mm. So there, there's over a hundred libraries whose books come through the Missoula library for processing. Wow. And so they have the RFID tags Uh on all the books and they have these automatic sorters and and stackers and it's really an impressive uh, assembly line work in the back rooms. Well, that was a worthy stop for your vacation. It, it really was. Yeah, it really I'm was. I'm glad you came back. Well, we could have lost you to Missoula, but <laughs> here you are. 
Yeah, they. I didn't ask if they were hiring. No, don't. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm happy here. Whatcom <laughs> County is my home. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we have a show. Yeah, we do. We're going to put on. Yeah, and this is um, kind of a continuation, right? You had so much good stuff from your interviews with Alexa Andrews and Christine Perkins. That's right. We, I'm, It was packed, and part of that was because... Alexa is the branch manager mm-hmm. of two of our branches, yeah. um, the Sumas Library mm-hmm. and the Everson Library. Yep, yep. And last episode, we interviewed Alexa about the, the Sumas Library. Yeah. And that was fascinating. Yeah. And this week, we get to hear about the Everson Library, which has some, some very... Uh, unique aspects to it as well. Yeah. And they just finished a a remodel there. So I know she's going to talk a little bit about that. And another thing I love about Alexa is, man, can that woman give you a book recommendation? And (laughs) she has another, she did um, when you're out there with her in Sumas. And then she has another really fun, see folks, I sometimes listen to the episodes before they go live. So I happen (laughs) to know that there is a, another really fabulous book recommendation this time from Alexa. It really is. And it's, it's off the wall and quirky. Yeah. And just like, just how we like them. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a a great read. I'm, I'm putting it on my list. Yeah. Cool. And then you are continuing your conversation with Christine Perkins, our executive director. That's right. And we, we had to split her uh, conversation up as well, just due to making sure that we keep the time constraint sure. of the podcast short yeah. and also to bring people back mm-hmm. to the next episode. Yeah. So last time around, she talked about um, MLIS, like getting your master's degree in library and information sciences. And what are you guys going to talk about this time? Well, this time we're talking more about library buildings and how they how they're built. Um, well, how appropriate after your visit to Missoula and a brand new building there. And so yeah. how, how they get built here in Whatcom County. Yeah, and we'll find out from Christine, who cool. will who will talk about, um, uh, among other things, the potential Birch Bay Library. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, we've been working with the community in Birch Bay who came to the library system and said, "What?" They've been talking to us about it for for many years, but just recently really have been ramping up activity there in the community of Birch Bay, which is currently served by the bookmobile stop. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that is one of the fastest growing communities in Whatcom County. And the residents there asked, what what would it take to build a library in Birch Bay, a permanent building? And and so that work has been underway. We're working with the Friends of the Birch Bay Library and other community members, um, businesses like BP who are making donations. And then, of course, the friends um, applied for and got a, sta- a $2 million state appropriation to, to build the library too. So yeah, we're working hard to to see if that might be a possibility. And the Birch Bay residents will determine that when they go to the polls November 2nd to vote um, on the library capital facility area, which I'm sure Christine will explain in depth. She will. Yeah. And of course, that turns into an acronym, the LFCA. LCFA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the LCFA, which as as if you've heard previous podcasts, I'm not a big fan of the TLAs. That's the, right. Or, yeah. Or FLAs. Yeah. And I've been episode. listening to each episode. How many acronyms are we getting in there? I think we're doing okay. You know? We do pretty yeah. good because, yeah. because I got my eye on those four-letter acronyms and three-letter <laughs> acronyms. Thank goodness, yeah. So, all right. And and 
Christine also has a couple of book reviews. And, oh, good. And as you know, Mary, Christine and Lisa Gresham, who mm-hmm. also works here at the library, write reviews in the um, the Cascadia Weekly. The Cascadia Weekly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Um, they've been writing those reviews for many years now, and then um, so we hope people will check those out. They have um, they're available in their online issue as well as the print issue of Cascadia Weekly. And then Neil, you post them on the website, so people That's can right. find those book recommendations there too. That's right. So if you're looking for something to read. And you're thinking, where would I go to find something to read? <laughs> go to the library and ask somebody. What a novel idea. <laughs> or look on look online at the Cascadia Weekly um, yeah. and look for look for Christine. She is a voracious reader. Oh I, yeah. I feel like my reading game is is entry level compared to Oh, but did you listen to audiobooks or anything on your vacation? I mean, 3000 miles, you guys must have been listening you weren't. You're listening we, to music. <laughs> we weren't. Well, I I did a playlist of um tunes that I got from Freegal. Ah. Our uh some of the tunes I got from Freegal, yeah. which is our streaming uh music service mm-hmm. that's available for WCLS patrons. Yeah. And so most of the songs I was I was trying to um, introduce Mary Ellen to some country trucking songs. Oh, that, <laughs> perfect that, road that trip songs. They were. Yeah, I've yeah. been everywhere. Oh yeah, and, uh, on the road again. Six yeah. days on the road. Uh-huh. The real classics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back, and I'm I'm glad that uh, you're here to get another podcast on the air. Let's, yeah. Let's hear what you've been discovering as you've been visiting all our libraries all right i think we're gonna i think we're gonna start out with alexa sounds good okay we're here at the everson Macbeth library with uh library branch manager alexa andrews nice to see you neil thanks for making the drive it's it's always fun to come out and visit you and this is actually our second visit in two days because yesterday i drove out to Zoomass Library. <laughs> Thank you. I've been to a lot of libraries picking up these these interviews lately, and so so I'm a little I'm a little dizzy, a little more so than normal, I guess. That makes total sense. Well, I'm going to get used to seeing you, so it'll That's be right. it'll be odd tomorrow when there's no Neil. So what's going on in the Everson Library these days? Actually, this is one of our libraries where we have a lot going on right now, and that is because uh, we are finally seeing some action um, on a long-planned remodel project that we've been working on behind the scenes for a few years now. Really? Yeah, so we just learned the start date for some of the construction that's going to be happening, and we're looking at mid-April. And so starting as early as next week, we're going to start seeing a lot of furniture moving around as we accommodate sort of different steps in the remodel, because it's really going to touch just about every corner of the library. Okay, well, let's do a little, let's talk a little bit about that. So where is this remodel coming from? Uh, Well, a few years ago, and uh, I can't quite remember the exact date, but a few years ago, the Nowicki family gave um, the Everson Library a surprise uh, bequest of quite a large sum of money. Um, It was a complete surprise to the library staff. So this was just kind of dropped in our laps in a really beautiful way. And we're really, really thankful Uh, This building is owned by the city and in combination with the city who recently replaced the entire roof, which is also wonderful, part of the remodel um, process, and the Nowicki family and funding from the Whatcom County Library System, we are remodeling the interior of the library in order to make it a more functional, friendly, updated space for patrons and staff. 
Wow. Well, that's that's just very generous of the Nowicki family. They must be longtime Everson residents. You know, I think the funny thing, they I, I believe they are longtime Everson residents. And being a new manager here, I did not have a personal relationship with them. Um, so I can't speak to that. But I do know they were they were, you know, more more of the quiet patrons. They weren't somebody that, uh, you know, came in and everybody necessarily knew who they were. So they were just loving on the library from afar, well, which is part of the reason why it was such a surprise. That's great. Everybody loves the library. And and if you're able to, to help build a beautiful library, more power to you, I say. Absolutely. And I think, you, you know, when you invest in the in public libraries, you're really, that's one of the best things you can do to benefit your community because they really do. We have services and offerings for everybody. And, you know, every dollar spent in your public library is going to, you know, multifold benefit the rest of the community. And this library in Everson is central. Right downtown, right, right on Main Street and Kirsch. Let me tell you about what's happening uh, with the remodel, because like I said, it's touching just about every part of the library, except the kids' room. They have a really wonderful space already with some newer furniture. But we're standing here in a back corner of the library that is currently the teen room. This is actually going to become the nonfiction section. Oh. So the library, just the way it's built, we kind of have two sides of the library, in a little central area, which is the Nooksack Valley Heritage Center, funded by a previous grant a few years ago and uh, in 2014. And what we're going to do is take the teen section and the nonfiction section and do a big swap. So we're going to switch places. So that one side of the library kind of becomes a youth central side and the other side becomes more of an adult serving side, um, a little bit quieter, maybe a little a little more relaxing space to be. And the teen side will be just a little bit closer to the kids area, but still uh, still very independent. So that kids who are kind of bridging that gap, you know, sure. aging out of the kids area, but still reading in that section and ready to go into the teen area, have a, a way to, you know, be back and forth really easily. Oh, yeah, I bet that that will that'll really help the the tweens, right? Yeah, absolutely. It'll really help the tweens, which is a, you know, a large number of the teens that we do see are sort of the younger teens. So it'd be a really it'll be a really good change for them. And just about every portion of the library is getting brand new shelving, which wow. is pretty exciting. It's really going to brighten up the space, but it means we have to remove everything in here oh, off no. the shelves, take off the old shelves, install new shelves, and then put all of the materials back in their new homes. Where will it go? Oh, well, that's a great <laughs> question. We actually have these fantastic... Um, they're like very large rolling carts that fit a lot of material. So we have a bunch of those at our central office that we bring in for that task. Right. And we just have, you know, a really careful plan about, you know, from A to Z, each step that needs to happen um, so that, uh, you know, it's all in this orderly fashion that's carefully planned out. And so we'll really do one section at a time. If you want something to be organized, ask a librarian. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's a big part of a big part of the whole library mm -hmm. uh, job. Yeah, organizing things. And boy, there's going to be a lot of organizing, organizing done over the course of this remodel. And, you know, another another feature that we're really looking forward to is a uh, an updated staff area. So, you know, the staff have been operating out of this kind of cramped space and we're just sort of changing the shape of it and updating our organization, updating what's back there and uh, giving us a new place to operate. You also probably saw as you were coming in, there is a brand new, really bright, beautifully wrapped um, book drop. 
So yeah, it's a yes. freestanding book drop. And that is because we are closing the book drop that's in the side of the wall by the staff door in order to take that space back for other uses for the staff. And we have moved the book drop to that bright blue one right out there. And that's actually, you know, it's a little less convenient for the staff, but it's going to be really nice for patrons mm -hmm. because as you pull up, it's closer to your car. You don't have to walk quite as far. That's great. And it's and it's huge. It's it's really big, yes, and, and, and it's, it's hard to miss. It's very it's miss. very pretty. It's bookmobile blue, is that right? It's bookmobile blue. Yep, it it's the this, WCLS blue. The same color as the bookmobile. I That's was, right. It should be easily recognizable. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else do you got? What else can you show me here in the Everson Library? Yeah. Let's take a look. Let's walk. Let's walk into the Heritage Center. So like I said, the library's kind of got these three sections. We've got these two long sides of the library and this box in the middle, which is the Nooksack Valley Heritage Center. Because just like Sumas, like we talked about uh, when you came out to Sumas, local history is a uh, really big topic of interest for the Everson community. Oh, yes. And so we have a bunch of fantastic materials. We actually have DVD recordings of all of the Nook chats that before we had to close for COVID, it was a long running series where local folks would come in and talk about various historical happenings in the Everson community. And we recorded those and uh, printed them to DVD. So we have those available ready for you to watch. They're also on YouTube and they're in our local history collection. But here we're standing and looking at this beautiful new wood custom cabinet that has been put in its new home in oh, the yeah. Heritage Center. Yeah, that is nice. Let me step inside here. Now, when you say it's a box, it's not a literal box I'm stepping into. No, it's into. not a literal box. We're on the radio kind of here. The, yeah. So <laughs> we have to be a little more a little more descriptive, but it, it is a, a, a walled area that gives a little privacy yeah. in here. So I'm looking over here at this digitization station. Sounds like it should have a like a theme song. It does sound like it should have a theme song. Maybe we can ask Paul Fulner to write a theme song for us. I'm sure he'd oblige. All right, but the we'll digitization station is a uh, it's essentially a very high quality scanner that you can scan your own family photos or documents onto the computer and transfer them to your own, um, you know, either email them to yourself or transfer them to a thumb drive. Ah. Uh, so that's a really nice feature to be able to come and digitize your own photographs. So, and not just photographs here, I see, is this a VCR? Yeah, oh. so not only do, can you can you scan your photos, but you can digitize uh, videos. So slides, photo negatives, photographs, documents, it can really scan whatever you got. So, so the Everson Library is the place to go if you have historical documents and you want to preserve them yourself. Absolutely. And you know, they don't even have to be historical necessarily. If you've just got your family photos from the 90s or the 2000s or whatever you need <laughs> that are still, you know, printed from Kodak, uh, you can come, you can come scan them in so you don't have to have boxes and boxes of that stuff sitting at home. That's great. What I do want to ask you is what I ask every time is what are you reading these days? Well, I'm always reading something. And in this case, uh, I just finished listening to a book. I like to listen to audiobooks on my commute. Um, and I just finished listening to A People's History of the Vampire Uprising by Raymond uh, Villarreal. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Oh, um, I remember that vampire uprising. This is a nonfiction, right? <laughs> this is, 
It is a sweeping fictional history <laughs> of how an epidemic of vampirism swept up the United States and then the rest of the world. Uh, you know, it all starts with a dead body found in Arizona that disappears under mysterious circumstances. And it isn't long before vampires, who in this story call themselves gloamings, are coming out of the proverbial coffin to the public. Yeah. Uh, they've got, you know, kind of like the typical vampire story. They've got enhanced beauty, enhanced strength. They're charming. So as you can imagine, uh, many members of the public want to be vampires, and they are willing to risk their life to become a gloaming in a process uh, called recreation, even yeah. though they might die. Now, uh, other humans, including a vigilante group um, of the Catholic Church, begin to threaten the gloaming seats of power. And then when a charismatic, wealthy businessman who was recently recreated as a gloaming runs for office, the situation just explodes. Uh, the story is particularly engaging because it is told through the perspective of a number of different characters. You know, it's like a history um, it, in combination with legal documents, journal entries and other types of records that we would keep. And it's a really interesting remix of the traditional vampire stories we all know. It's got a great combination of drama, science, intrigue, and action. Uh, I will say the storytelling does feel a little bit clumsy at times. It's um, Villarreal's first novel. But I think the creativity definitely more than makes up for it. And it would be an excellent choice for anyone who enjoys alternate history, supernatural beings, or just like a good entertaining drama. Oh, that sound that does sound exciting. And, and in keeping with the theme of history of of Nooksack, I'm sure. I'm sure that there are, there are vampire stories and and all sorts of things around here that we could pull out in some Nook chats. When they we do seem going. to come from everywhere, and that's part of why I thought this book was so charming. Is it's kind of a different. It's it's a fresh take on the vampire history that really shows what might happen if vampires came out and uh, introduced themselves into society. Okay, and what's that called again? That is, thanks for reminding me, A People's History of the Vampire Uprising by Raymond Villarreal. Raymond Villarreal, and that's his first novel. It's his first novel. Oh, well, I can't wait to see what else he comes up with. Me too. He's, <laughs> he's a creative dude. All right, well, Alexa, thank you for, for showing me a second library. This, of course, is one of two libraries that you manage. How, you know, how is that splitting your time between uh, two two libraries? You know, I think it's uh, it's an ideal situation because I get to interface with multiple communities and uh, you know two really fantastic groups of staff, and it's just it's re it's really fun to get to change up my day a little bit day to day. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for for hosting me again. Always a pleasure, Neil. All right, I'm here with Christine Perkins, Executive Director for the Whatcom County Library System. Can we talk a little about the future of, of the Whatcom County Library System? I know that we've been doing work on a strategic plan. Right. Um, what can you tell me about that? I know that, I know that you've, you've reached out to the community to get ideas. Right. So what have you found out? What are people interested in? Well, what's really interesting is we asked very broad questions this time around. Instead of saying, what library services would you like to see in the next five years? We, we asked bigger picture questions. We said, what are the main issues that are really affecting you and your family right now living in Whatcom County? And what are the things that you would like to see happen in your community in the future? And those were fascinating and also a little sad um, and uh, so somewhat heartening, too. So the sad part is, of course, we accept, 
expected a lot of people to mention the pandemic as one of the biggest issues affecting them right now. And plenty of people said that. What was interesting was their different nuanced reasons why the pandemic is affecting them. Some people have been impacted by job loss. Some people have been impacted by uh, needs for childcare and um, helping their students succeed in school while they're doing it virtually or in a hybrid format. Some people are really suffering from social isolation and other issues. So that part is really um, a good reminder that the pandemic is not over for many people in our community and it's going to have long lasting impact on our community. And how is how, I mean, I know you, we haven't finished our strategic plan, but how do you feel like the library can help with that? Well, we feel like uh, we have the ability to connect people with one another in the community. Our library buildings certainly are places where people gather run into neighbors, and at the very least, talk to our staff members who are eager to um, have conversations, have reading conversations, as we like to say, help direct people towards new services, um, but also just to introduce them to each other. So I think one of the aspects of our strategic plan that we're excited about now that we're able to gather in person again is really making an overt gesture of introducing people to one another in a way that helps them build relationships with one another. So we'll see. The plan is not finalized yet and the board needs to approve it. But that's one of the elements that I think will be important is coming up with events and activities to foster that interaction. Okay. And, and I do want to, um, talk about, um, library the buildings themselves you had mentioned the buildings are spaces yes um what i've found interesting and people might who are listening is um that that well let me just put it as a question how are libraries built that is a good question we're in a in this process right now with members of the birch bay community That happens to be an unincorporated area of Whatcom County. So there's no city or municipal government there to help support building a capital project like a new library. So in that case, in an unincorporated area, we work with local citizens who really want to see a physical library building in their community. And uh, we brainstorm with them, how can we do this? And In Birch Bay, the community members identified a piece of property that was for sale. The owners were really interested in selling it for a public purpose, like a public library. And the community members kind of connected us with those sellers uh, and convinced us uh, as a library system to kind of front the money to purchase this property and give the community members some time to raise the rest of the funds needed to construct the library. Our annual budget as a library system really just goes towards the operating of the library system each year. We don't have extra to build things. Uh. So the local community has to come forward with the funding. Sometimes in a city example, city of Blaine, city of Linden or Ferndale, the city budget will accommodate, uh, be saved up in order to build the building. In some cases in Ferndale, there was the city budget. There was a a very large uh, anonymous donation to the project. 
and the voters in the city limits of Ferndale voted on a bond measure to contribute to the overall cost of the library. In Birch Bay, we've had uh, the community members doing some private fundraising through the Friends of the Birch Bay Library Group. We've gotten uh, some great donations. BP, for example, donated over $100,000 to the project. But we're still somewhat short of the total that we need. We worked with the Friends of the Library on a state funding request, and the state of Washington Department of Commerce has pledged a $2 million grant towards the project if the community can raise the remaining amount. And the time is running out. The pandemic set us back a bit. And so uh, what we need to do is go out to the voters who live in Birch Bay and ask them to form what's known as a library capital facility area. And that uh, LCFA, we call it for short, um, will generate enough property taxes in order to build the library. So sometimes the community rallies and says we need a library and and we'll do whatever it takes to build it yep. sometimes the city has a building or builds a building and says we're going to give we're going to have a space for a library here exactly and we have an agreement with the city then to operate the library so mm -hmm. the city provides the outside of the library and whatcom county library system comes in furnishes it provides the staff the technology the books and materials the training we keep the lights on in the building uh, we have agreements with other entities, for example, the Point Roberts Park and Recreation District owns the building that the library is in, but we have a long-term agreement to operate the library there. Uh, in the case of the Kendall community, uh, there was a group called the Friends of the North Fork Library that actually raised the money for the library. And in many cases, those friends built the library, worked with local carpenters and HVAC installers yeah. and plumbers to build that library. Um, that particular library has since been taken over by the library system. That's one of the few buildings that our library system now owns and maintains. All the others, we have 10, um, are owned by other entities and we, we contract to operate them. Wow. Well, and it's just an exciting thing to think you have. We have 10 libraries in, in Whatcom County excluding the city of Bellingham's library. Correct. Completely separate library system. Mm -hmm. We are great partners, but we are separate. Right. But so so overall, there are 11 libraries serving Whatcom County. Right. From South Whatcom Library is South the farthest Whatcom, south. And, and Wickersham and the areas that the bookmobile serves. Exactly. Too. All the way to Lummi Island, up to Point Roberts, yep. and as far east as Kendall. I remember the day on our 75th anniversary when when you and Brad Cornwell drove to all of the libraries in a single day, visited we every did. library. You and Mary Vermillion were along for the ride. We, we followed. We that. proved you can do it yeah. in one day. Started including early. Including the ferry. Yeah, and we ended up, it was like 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night when we finished. Yep. All right, I'm just going to. Change subjects now. Sure. <laughs> what are you reading these days? Well, I just finished up a great book that was one of our hot picks. I'm writing a review of it for Cascadia Weekly. Mm -hmm. Lisa Gresham and I have been writing reviews for Cascadia Weekly for years now, I at least seven or eight years. 
Um, so this one is called Hippie Food, How Back to the Landers, Long Hairs, and Revolutionaries Changed the Way We Eat by Jonathan Kaufman. And it is just so much fun. Um, it will make you a little hungry while you read it. But it talks about um, the the early days when things like yogurt and granola were considered wild and um, obscure and completely right. bizarre to people. And honestly, this is in my lifetime. I vividly remember being introduced to yogurt, mm -hmm. you know, and now every kid has it before they're, you know, two years old, I think. Yeah. Really fascinating. Talks about health food, talks about macrobiotics, talks about every possible thing you can do with soy, uh, the rise of the co-op food movement, co-op wars. Did you know there were wars amongst the co-ops? <laughs> I did not. Um, vegetarianism, the Moosewood cookbook, uh, diet for a, for a better planet. I mean, all of this stuff is in this book. It is a really, but really fun. You know what it is? It's not cornflakes. <laughs> it's not cereal. <laughs> it's you got it cereal. in there. Well, it actually does talk about graham, you know, from mm. graham crackers. And um, and actually Kellogg's was one of these people who was kind of on the edge um, with his dietary things. And cornflakes oh. was one of the things that came out of. It was a health It food. was meant to be healthy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't know that Frosted Flakes would have made the list, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, absolutely. What's so interesting about it this book to me is just that what used to be considered so weird is now completely common at every grocery store and we all eat it. I mean, right. You know, there's still stuff that's on the edge of course, but, but granola, granola bars, there's a, you know, Fred Meyer has a giant granola bar aisle just with nothing but granola yeah. bars and yeah. granola and muesli was considered weird. Yeah. Um, just a little while ago, completely novel. So anyway, I, I just think that's cool. I also have to have to mention Legends of the North Cascades by Jonathan Evison, because I think he's one of the um, coolest Washington State authors right now. And uh, Neil, I can see your eyes perked up because he thought Legends of the North Cascades, <laughs> could that involve a Sasquatch? Well, I haven't finished reading it yet, so I can't quite tell you what's in there. But Jonathan Evison just has a way of championing uh, the everyman, maybe not even the everyman. He's maybe even lower than the everyman, yeah. the guy who's down and out on his luck. He always has a sad sack of a fellow who's the center character. And in this case, it is uh, a vet. I think he was in maybe in Afghanistan and his... Um, wife is leaving him and he has a seven-year-old daughter and he decides to chuck it all and go live in a cave in the North Cascades. Wow. And um, so it's a bit of a, an adventure and it's a bit of just a love story about the Cascades and it's a bit of a father-daughter thing, a um, bit of redemption and, and all that kind of stuff. And Jonathan does it in this just wonderful um both lyrical and beautiful in nature and also funny and real and, you know, sock you in the gut kind of a thing. So. Well, all right. Those are both going on my summer reading list. Worthy, worthy reads. All right. Well, I don't want to take a lot of your time. I know you've got a lot of things to do, but I want to thank you for, for spending some time with us. Anytime. <laughs> I'm always happy to talk books with people. 
I love, love, love reading. I love connecting people with books. And I'm so proud of the work we're doing in the Whatcom County Library System. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thanks, Neil. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit about your Whatcom County Library System. I want to thank our guests, Alexa Andrews, Branch Manager for Everson and Sumas Libraries, and WCLS Executive Director Christine Perkins. If you're enjoying this show, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends they can find us at wcls.org slash podcast. Until next time, this is Neil McKay for the Whatcom County Library System.